Colossians, uh, and you're like, I've never heard of that book. Okay, here's where you start. Start at the beginning of your Bible. Start at the beginning of your Bible, uh, and you're going to look, and you're going to have a table of contents in there. So you have the Old Testament and your New Testament. Colossians is found in the New Testament. And so you start with Matthew, and you go down. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and then there it is, Colossians, okay? So Colossians, so uh, go and turn with me to Colossians. We're going to be in chapter number 3, Colossians chapter number 3, okay? All right. Um, Before we get started, this is uh, Veterans Day weekend. This is Veterans Day weekend. We'll be uh, celebrating that um, on Monday. Uh, So at this time, if you ever served in any type of military service, will you please stand? Will you please stand? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Anybody else? Anybody else? All right, let's give him a hand. Let's give him a hand. <clears throat> Thank you so much for your service. I mean, really, and, and, and uh, God is not just a God of America. He's a God of the world. Say amen. amen. But the freedoms that we have here today, the freedoms that we have today are a lot of the reason why is because there are people that were willing to serve and to defend our freedoms, okay? So that's a huge deal. So anybody you saw that was standing, don't just thank them from the applause. Go up to them and say, thank you so much for your service, because it means something, okay? Um, so Colossians chapter number 3, we're not going to start there. We're going to kind of, kind of. no, we're not going to start there, okay? Um, but we're, let's go ahead and put the, 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 the uh, series slide up there, the series slide up there. Because we're in a series, okay? We're in a series. This is now week four. Week four, okay? Some of y'all are already um, a little bit by the series, all right? So here we go. So the title of the series is one, two, three. Overwhelmed. 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 We're overwhelmed. We, our, our schedules are 100 miles an hour. We're overwhelmed, not just in our schedules, but uh, overwhelmed with, with, with our families and overwhelmed with our finances and overwhelmed at work and overwhelmed here, there, and everywhere. We're just overwhelmed. And hopefully at this point in this, in, this, in this series, we're at a place to where I don't think the way we feel um, when you ask somebody, how are they doing, you're going to get two responses. One is fine, which is a lie, okay, all right, or the second response you'll get is busy, busy, but yet we would all agree that this is not part of God's plan to be, say it with me, overwhelmed, that's not part of God's plan, but yet we're there. And, 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 there's a, and here's the thing, we got there, and I think we've established this, a lot of the reasons why we got there, it's not God's fault, it's whose? It's our fault. It's our fault. And so we're trying to look at, okay, we got ourselves in this place, so how do we get ourselves out? So just to kind of review where we've been, so the first week we talked about what is my purpose? What is my purpose? Because we, we kind of go after a lot of different things in this world with the wrong purpose in mind. The purpose is not for you to live the American dream. The purpose is not for you to, to, to meet Mr. or Mrs. Wright, okay? The purpose is not for you to do all of that. Your purpose in life is to glorify God, period, say amen. It's to glorify God in everything you do. That's why you were created. And then from salvation, that's redeeming you back to your original purpose of glorifying God. So that's, our, that's the first thing we talked about. What is my purpose? Now, then we talked about who comes first. Now, this would be a pretty easy one, but we had to establish this a little bit. Who comes first? What's his name? God. God comes first. And sometimes what happens is when we put anything before God, 
We put anything before God, it's almost like, okay, I'm going to do all this on my own and try to do this, and then I'm going to like say, hey, God, you, you kind of come into this when you want to, but uh, like you'll get the last part, but I'm going to kind of get the first part, okay? And we talked about this and, and how we, we, we've done some things and put some things in our lives, not by putting God as, as a priority in it, but because we wanted to do these things and then we put God as one of the priorities or maybe we've moved in front of the line, but in reality, God wants to be first in every single area of your life. Say amen. amen. All right, now last week, last week we talked about how to keep God first. How to keep God first. And it was very, very elementary stuff, okay? But I bet some of y'all were challenged by this last week. Because some of y'all had a situation where you needed the Holy Spirit control and you didn't use it. <laughs> you didn't yield to Him. Or you had a situation where, okay, I know what the Bible says, but am I going to do that? And you had to choose to not just read the Bible, but to live it. And then some of y'all have, have gone through some stuff this week where you had to really say, okay, this is not just something I pray. I pray in the morning and I'm done, but I I'm, I'm constantly need to be in prayer all the time. And that's how we keep God first. Now, so we're in week four. Week four. Now, here's the title of week four. Here's the title of week four. Out of order. Out of order. Out of order. Okay? Now, I'm not wanting you to say this like when you go up to the, to the, to the candy machine, it won't give you candy. All right? <laughs> or, or you want to play the video game in the arcade, and it says it's out of order. I'm not talking about this. What I'm talking about is, is what happens sometimes in our lives when we get overwhelmed is because we get things out of order order out of order now does God care about order let's see that let's see that Let, here's a couple of verses to consider okay here's a couple of verses to consider I think it's my first Corinthians is my first one okay first Corinthians 1440 it says all things be done decently and in what order, order. okay all let all things be done decently and in order let's look at another verse okay Psalms 37 23 the steps of a good man are what ordered by the Lord, and look at this, look at this, and he delighteth in his way. So if, you, if, we, if we have things out, in order, out of order, that may affect how we like our, the way our situation is, but if we allow the, the, the Lord for our steps to be ordered by the Lord, that we're going to actually think this is awesome and great and wonderful. We're going to delight in that. Final verse on the, to- on the topic of order. On the topic of order. First word, ready? Order. Order my steps in thy word. And let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Okay? Order my steps. So we see order, 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 order. Okay? Now, um, uh, I think this is pretty self-explanatory, but let's, let's just make sure we're, we're good on this so we're, uh, we understand this, okay? So if there's an order, a one, two, three, four, five, who is first? God is. Okay, very good. All right? So God. God. Now, where do we see that? Well, let's review again. Matthew 6. Matthew 6, it says, but seek ye, what, what's that word? First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Okay? All these things shall be added unto you. So we're going to seek God first, and then all these other things shall be added unto you. Now, here's the thing. For the first three weeks, we talked all about God. Now we're going to talk about all these things. Okay? That's what we're going to do for the next couple weeks, all these things. So look at Colossians 3. Hopefully you're there. Okay? Colossians 3, Colossians 3, Colossians 3. Okay? Um, if you're either looking at your Bible at Colossians 3 or you're looking on the screen at Colossians 3, say amen. amen. All right, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much.
Thank you so much for this time together. Lord, Lord, let this help us in our areas of life because some of the reasons why we're overwhelmed is because we have things out of order. And Lord, you have an order in which we should do things. And, and, and you have an order from which the areas of our lives become priority. And so, Lord, what we've got to determine is are we going to do it in your order? Or are we going to try to do it on our own again? And then get back to the same place we've been before, which is overwhelmed. So, Lord, the decision really is up to us to trust your word and to actually do it. So, Lord God, fill me with your Holy Spirit today. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. All right, here we go. Colossians 3, we're going to start in verse 1, okay? Here we go. If ye then be risen with Christ, okay, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Now, so, so we're just clear, said, if ye then be risen with Christ, so he's talking to saved people, okay? All right, he's talking to saved people. If you put your faith and trust in Jesus, this is you. Verse 2, it says, set your affections on things above and not on things on what? The earth. Let's be honest, where are we putting our affections Okay, where do we sometimes, sometimes we put our affections and our eyes too much on the things of the earth and on things above. Verse 3, for ye are dead. Okay, you're dead. That, you need to understand that if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you no longer live, but Christ liveth in you. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Okay, verse 4, when Christ, who is our life, say amen, when Christ, who is our life, or should be, shall appear... Then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify, mortify, or put to death, therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affections, evil, listen to this, concupiscence. That's a big word. You can look that up later, okay? And covetedness, which is idolatry, okay? And for the most part, with all these things that they just talked about, your members, this is really sins, sins either of the body or with the body, okay? Covenant is going to be a little bit different, okay? But just so, so you know, kind of, I'm not going to define what fornication and, and concupiscence is, okay? Look it up. For these, th- for these things sake, the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, okay? In which he also walked sometimes... When you lived in them, okay? So basically what he's saying is that you, this was kind of you before, before Christ, before Jesus, all right? So you walked in those things. But notice this in verse 8, but now, but ye also put off, okay? Put off all these anger, wrath, malice, malice is violent anger, okay? Blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. Okay, so here's some some thing, some sins of, of 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 our emotions, of our words. Verse ten, and have put on what the new man. Okay, the new man which is renewed. There's that word renewed we talked about last week. Okay, renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision. Barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Okay, so the, basically, the only there's there's no difference from the standpoint that either you have Christ or you don't. All right, put on therefore. There's that put on again. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering, bearing one forbearing one another. 
okay, or putting up with, okay, forgiving one another. For if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye, okay? So now we're talking about, okay, we're a Christian, what do we need to be doing? And above all these things, put on charity. That word charity means love, but it's deeper than just the regular love. It's sacrificial love, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God, here we go, that peace being overwhelmed. There, now we see peace. Rule in your hearts, to which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Now, this is is where we're just establishing. Hopefully you see that this is all about putting God first and our responsibility as a Christian, okay? Verse 17, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of who? The Lord Jesus. Okay? So God is first giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Okay, so we've established that God is the first. Now, there is an order that we see that proceeds in Colossians. Now, verse 18. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, and be not bitter against them. Okay, let's stop right there. The number two order from the standpoint of priorities in your life the number two number two put it up there here we go is your spouse okay now before you check out because some of you are like wait a second there's somebody else that should be number two your spouse is number two and we'll talk about that in just a minute okay so god's number one your spouse is number two let's pick up in verse 20 says children obey your parents in all things for this is well pleasing unto the lord Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. So, number three, number three in our priorities, we have God, spouse, and the next one is, put it up there, number three. Number three is going to be kids with a parentheses family, okay? And I'll explain that in just a minute, okay? So, God, spouse, kids, okay, with, with family, and I'll talk about that while I kind of put that out there as a parentheses. Now, let's go on to verse 22, Servants, okay? Servants. Now, we are not in a, in a master-servant situation, okay? All right? But there are people in our lives that have authority over us, and we'll talk about specifically who we're talking about. But servants, obey in all things your masters, according to the flesh, not with eye servant as men-pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of inheritance, For you serve the Lord Christ. And he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. We're going to go now into chapter 4. Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. Okay, so the the next area of priority, the next area of priority is work. Okay, work. All right, finally, here we go. Here we go, and then we're going we're gonna to talk about this list a little bit, okay? Number two, or, or verse two, it says, Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Notice what changes in verse three. With all praying also for us. Okay, Paul is the writer of the, uh, of the book of Colossians, okay? So now he's talking about, he's saying, hey, also praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, 
for which I am also in bonds, that I may, may make it manifest as I ought to speak, walk in wisdom towards them that are without, redeeming the time, let your speech all be always with grace, seasoned with salt, you may know how you ought to answer every man. And so number five is, number five is ministry. Number five is ministry. So uh, I'm not David Letterman, so I don't have a top ten list, okay? We got a top five list. Y'all good with that? Okay. Now, now, now let's go ahead and put those in order like we have them, okay? So let's do this all together. Ready? Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. Okay. Okay. Now, some of you are like, uh, uh, you know, well, I don't like that order, okay? I think there's a reason why it's in this order. I don't, here's what I want to encourage you about, okay? There is nothing that I can find in the Bible that says, hey, this and that and this and all that kind of stuff that says specifically, hey, Buchanan, here's the five things and all that kind of stuff, okay? Now, I can take Scripture and help you when, when making each one of these the priority where they are. But I do believe that Paul wrote specifically from the standpoint of order of importance of these areas in our life, okay? Now, you can agree or disagree, because I was going to look, and, I, and I'm just telling you, I was going to be like, okay, here's a verse about this, and there's about why God's important, and there's a verse about spouse, here's why spouse is important, all kind of stuff. And then I found in Colossians 3, it is written out specifically about God comes first, and then he talks about spouses, then he talks about kids, then he talks about work, and then, and I know you're thinking about, but, but then he talks about his own ministry, like as he's going and sharing the gospel, okay? All right, so God, spouse, kids, work, ministry. Now let's talk a little bit about these different orders. Because some of y'all right now, you look at that order and you don't like it. Some of you are looking at that list right now and you're like, that's not how I live. That's not how I live. Buchanan, I understand where these are, but my actions don't line up with this. Now let's talk about some of, some of the issues that come with the order. First things first, here's what I think we, we, we sometimes mess up with. We think five and one are the same thing. Say amen. amen. We think five and one are the same thing. So what we do is we think that, that when I'm doing ministry, that automatically that's making God number one. Okay? Let me help you with this. And I, I, and I believe that ministry is very important. It's on the list. Say amen. It is on the list. Okay? So those that say, well, I don't have to do ministry, it's on the list, okay? Now, we know where it is on the list, but sometimes what happens is we put up ministry slash God, and we think, here's how I put God first in my life. I come to church. I go to a group. I serve on a team. I go on a mission trip, <laughs> And we look at this and we go, as long as I'm doing something with the church, that must mean I'm putting God first. And that's a lie. Does, and now, here's what I want to help you with. Some people want to do this. I don't need the church. I can follow God all on my own. Let me help you with this. That's a lie, too. There's nobody I've found that said, you know what, by me not going to church, I, I, I follow God more. That's not true, okay? If anything, the farther we get away from church, the farther we get, clo the more we get closer to the world. Say, oh me, 
It's reality, okay? We can say what we want, but church is, is, church is a part, okay? And it, but it's not, the main, it's not the main thing. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to back up from that thing. It is not the main thing. Does it help me follow God? Say amen. It does. It helps me to follow God. It does. And, and here's what I'm just being honest with you. And some of you are like, Buchanan, why are you here every single week? And you're like, because you're the pastor. No, I would be here whether I was the pastor or not. I would be involved in a group whether I was the pastor or not. I, I, would, I would serve on a team whether I was the pastor or not. I've been at Temple Baptist Church for 16 years. I've only been here three at Fairview. Were we super involved in church 16 years ago? Absolutely. So, Because we said, hey, the, anything we can do from the standpoint of, of being a part and helping and doing, but it, I, I'm, I'm just telling you, I, I'm, I'm doing it now because of the other, everybody else, but honestly, at the beginning, the reason why I did it is because I needed it. Say amen. I needed it. But we, but we, we, we say, well, I, I, can't, I went to church Sunday, so I did my God thing this week. You didn't do your God thing this week. Here's, what, here's what's really cool. I'm glad you started your week off with God, but He wants more than just Sunday morning. He wants more than just Sunday night. He wants more than Wednesday night. He wants every single part of your day, every day, every moment, every second. Say amen. He wants it all. And here's what I want to help you too. that There are things that God has called me to do as a Christian, and there are things that God has called me to do as a pastor. And let me help you with this. My responsibility first is to do my responsibility as a Christian instead of just a pastor. Say amen. And that's with all y'all too. That's with all y'all too. Like what, do you, what is God asking you to do from the standpoint of living your Christian life, following the Holy Spirit? That's putting God first. If you do it in the church setting, that's even better. And here, here's what I think. If you're doing it outside the church, why would you not do it inside the church too? To me, that makes no sense. I follow God six days a week, but on Sunday, see ya. Come on. But they're not the same. They are not the same. Ministry and God are not the same. All right, now, here's the next thing y'all are going to have a problem with me. You don't like that your spouse comes before your kids. You don't like that, okay? Now, let me help you with this, okay? Let me help you with this, all right? And I'm going to address this because when you're like, I don't have a spouse, even better, just move on down, okay? All right? And I'll address that in just a minute. But your spouse comes before your kids. Now, in the, in the order of how God has put it, your marriage, you, you get married before you have, you have kids. Say amen, okay? Now, I know not everybody has that testimony, Okay? And I'm not trying to whatever on that whole deal. But the, w- the way that God has laid it out is you get married and then you have kids. Okay? So your marriage came what? Came what? It starts with a B. It came before your kids. Now, I don't like this, and my wife hates when I start talking about this. Okay? Eventually, eventually, your kids are going to move out. Hopefully, at some point, your kids will move out, okay? And you will be left with your what? Starts with an M. Your what? Starts with an M. You'll be left with what? Your marriage, okay? Okay? So you start with your spouse, and you end with your spouse, okay? 
So, and, and here's what I want to help you with, and we'll go into this, just a spoiler alert, okay? Next four weeks, we're going to take each one of these. How do you, how do you make your, your spouse a priority? How do you make your kids a priority? How do you make your work a priority? How do you make ministry a priority? We'll talk about that for the next four weeks, okay? But, but here's, here's what I want to help you with. The best thing, the best thing you can give your kids is a healthy marriage. The best thing you can do. Because here's what I've seen. Here's what I've seen, okay? And, and, and I, this is not, I don't have statistics. I've just seen this happen. What happens is people get married. They fall in love. They love each other. Oh, we had this much fun and all this kind of stuff. Then they have kids. Then what they do is they ignore each other for the next 18 years. And then what happens is when the kids move out, they look, around, look, against the, look across the table from the person and go, who are you? Because we don't know our spouses anymore because we consumed ourselves with our kids. Went on a date with my wife yesterday. Yeah, thank you. I know. I was pretty excited about that. And what did I tell her? This is what I told her. The best part of our date was we didn't ever talk about our kids. It was amazing. It was, it was glorious. I was like, they were somewhere, and God bless them, they were somewhere. Okay, all right? That was okay. But we, 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 just, we, just, we just talked about we talked about our life. Like, what's going on with me? What's going on with you? Not what's going on with the kids. Now, just, just and this, I'm bad about this, okay? Go on a date with your spouse. First of all, say amen to that, okay? <laughs> this whole thing, like, we dated before we got married. <laughs> it's more important when you're married, okay? You got to still date. But when you go on that date, don't bring up the kids. And if some person does it, go, ah, stop it. No kid talk. All right? I know y'all got a bunch of them. Okay, I get it. All right? Just like, figure it out. Okay? <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> I just got two of them. I mean, I'm like, all right, Katie, you forget about Ty. I'll forget about Riley. We're good. All right? But you need, I'm, and, and here's, here's the, uh, it, the, it, you, the, when you got married to that person, you were going to, and here's how it is. You're with that. This is the way it should be. You're with that person longer than you're with your kids. Okay? Because hopefully you get married before and all that kind of stuff. Now, some of y'all are going to, here's what some of y'all are going to mess with about this. What about blended families? What about blended families? And I'm not backing up on this one either. In blended families, your spouse still comes first. Biggest issues I've seen with blended families is when a, a, a parent of their kid wants to get this whole thing about, well, I got this because this and all, and, and you may, okay. The reason why there's issues and problems is because y'all are not together on this. But both, both of my parents, both of my parents have been been remarried, and there have been times and there's been decisions. And I'm like, I don't like that decision. But here's the thing. Here's what I told my mom. Here's what I told my dad. When you get married, that's your spouse, and you do your thing. You 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 cultivate that relationship. All right. Because that's what's going to be best. Because here's the deal. If you, it, when, when you pick your spouse over your kids, guess what you're doing? Eventually what you're going to do is you're going to pick your kids and your spouse is going to be on their way. You've got to cultivate that relationship, that marriage relationship. And here's what I want to help you with. This is really interesting about this. Is, is we need to understand we are not in competition with each other. We're not in competition with each other. Okay? And I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but we're not in competition. We complement each other. We need each other. I, I, if I want to get real biblical about this, okay, a, a, a man shall leave, shall, shall, shall leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife, and they become what? One flesh. 
one flesh, okay? So you can't really, you can't, pardon the term, divorce the two, that because when, when you have a husband and wife, they are one together, okay? Now, so, so now we established that, okay? Now, I'm going I'm to deal with some, some of the teenagers, some of the college age, some of the single people in here, okay? Because you find a lady, you find a man, and you go, oh, yeah, you are now number two. No, sir. No, ma'am. To quote Beyonce, you better put a ring on it, <laughs> okay? All right? And then this is a big deal. This is a big deal. I'm going to talk to my, all my college age, all my, all my teenagers, all my single people right now. Your identity is not found in a man or a woman. Say amen. It is not found in that. So you go chase after and try to find Mr. Right and Mr. And you, here's what you do. You go try to find Mr. Right and you'll find Mr. Wrong. Here's the Mr. Right you need to be following. God. <laughs> He's Mr. Right, okay? All right? So, so, but, but what happens is we, we start to set our identity based upon, okay, if, I don't, if I'm not with somebody or they're, they're with somebody and all that kind of stuff, and now I'm getting up in age and I've got to find somebody and all that kind of stuff, no, find your identity in Christ. One of, the best, one of the best advice I can give to any young person is, you know what, instead of trying to find the one, start to become the one. Put yourself in a place to where when you get to that place where, and I'm going to say this, I, well, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, 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 I'm taking it away. I know. I'm sorry. I know. There is no biblical evidence of casual dating. Zero. The only thing you see in the Bible is biblical courtship. And majority of the relationships you see in the Bible is about marriage. So why do we put all of our time and energy in this dating thing? When in reality, what ha- should happen is you become the one, and here's what happened. If you're becoming the one, you're chasing after God, here we go, we're going to become the one too, and then maybe one day you'll look over and say, hey, they're following God too. Maybe that's something. I tell people this story, and, and, and my wife hates this. Okay, I dated many girls in high school, and I'm not saying I was a player. It was just the thing to do. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Veronica. I understand that. I know I don't have any game. I get it. All right, you didn't have to laugh out loud. Here, here's, here, this is great. This is great. But I didn't have to have a bunch of game. Because you know what? I just need to have game for one girl. And there she is. All right? Now, Katie dated zero people. And some of you are like, if she'd have just dated one, I think she would have <laughs> figured out maybe that she was off a little bit. But here's what, here's what I look about this. Like, to me, that's an awesome testimony she has. That's an awesome testimony she has. And, 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 and y'all are going to think this is weird, but here we are, 18 years old, you know, got, got the, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, I've done this whole casual dating thing. I know we've known each other for two weeks, but if you don't feel like this is leading to marriage, then we need to quit. And I bet Katie was like in her mind going, ooh, I need to run, okay? <laughs> but we prayed specifically before we even started starting quote-unquote dating. But we knew where it was going. We knew where it was going. And, and, and y'all can say what you want to, but live in proof. 19 years. 19 years of marriage. Do you, come on, come on. You love me more now than you ever have, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See? See? It don't, it don't matter if y'all think I'm the man. She thinks I'm the man. All right? There we go. So boyfriend and girlfriend ain't number two. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I don't even put them on the list. Let's just, just take them off the list. Okay? 
Now, one day, soon, hopefully, soon, no, no, one day in the future, okay, Riley Todd, not soon, not soon, okay, in the future, and I'm telling you, and, and, and you can say what you want to, but I'm going to encourage every single teenager, every single college age, every single single person, until you get married, I'm telling you, stop letting somebody control you. Stop doing that. You, if your boyfriend or girlfriend is telling you what you can and cannot do, where you're going to go and all go, here you go. <laughs> Hit the road, Jack. You don't own me. Okay? <laughs> now, when you get married, when you get married, like, yes, you're one now. There's, there has to be con- some, some, some give and take, some consideration we're, we're a team now, right? We're partners here. Come on, baby. All right? We're partners here. Katie's like, why did I come to the service? All right? We're partners here. But, but before that, before that, you are, you are you and you alone, and you pursue after Christ. You pursue after Christ. And here's, let me help you with this. You don't need a man, and you don't need a woman. Parents, raise your kids to stand on their own two feet. Okay? Here's the thing. Katie was in a healthy place when I met her. I was in a healthy place. When two healthy people get together, good things happen. Okay? But, but if you need somebody, no. You do, you, you do your thing. You follow after Christ. And if God brings you somebody that has the same desires and, 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 and to live after Christ like you do, maybe God's doing something there. Okay? All right, here we go. Y'all having fun yet? Yeah. All right, here we go. All right, now, and, and, and here's what I want to help you with, this, this whole boyfriend-girlfriend stuff. If, so we, we've already determined boyfriend-girlfriend don't go number two. All right? So, so if, you don't, if you are not married, it literally goes God and then, oh, hopefully you don't have kids. All right. So God and then what's that F word? Family. That sounded bad. Okay? <laughs> Just keep on moving, Buchanan, okay? God and family. Now, let me help you with this real quick, okay? Because here's what I see. A lot of this boyfriend-girlfriend stuff, and then you start making decisions about this and that, and then you, you shaft your family. Boyfriend and girlfriends come and go, say amen. But your family stays. Well, me, me and my, boy, we just love each other. We love each other. Yeah, you hate each other two weeks later. Here's what I help you with this. Parents, help me with this, parents. Help me with this, parents. And I'm not saying there's not challenges. There's not challenges. But you will always love your kids. Say amen. Amen. Okay? And I know not everybody's perfect, and maybe you didn't have that kind of situation, whatever. Change the family tree. Change the family dynamic. Whatever. But your family will always be there for you. And I'm sorry, boyfriend and girlfriends, they come and go. Come and go. So if you, it, don't, don't allow somebody to get between you and your family. Don't let somebody come between you and your family. Now, you get married. You get married. Regardless of what your family thinks, you get married, your spouse becomes number two. And that's been, I, that's been in, our own, in my own personal life. That's been hard because, you know, mom, dad, I understand what you're saying, but Katie and I, we're in this thing together, and we've got to make decisions for us. There shouldn't be, if you're married, there shouldn't be a bunch of mommy-daddy stuff going on trying to tell you what to do. Like, like you're, you're a married couple. You make decisions what's best for your family. Say amen. amen. Okay. Now, 
Number four is a little bit different. Here we go. Because we say we don't do this. We say we don't do this, but yet our actions say something different. Because sometimes what happens, and men, we're bad at this. We're bad at this. We allow work. We say work is number four, but in reality, sometimes work becomes number two, and unfortunately, sometimes work becomes number one. And we work ourselves to death. We're never at home. We have, and, then, and then we look around and we say, why does my family not have a good relationship with me? Why does my wife not have work? Because you thought you had to go work, 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 work. And let's be honest, sometimes we work, work, work from the standpoint of we're trying to outspend our stupidity, say amen. Or, excuse me, outmake our stupidity. <laughs> outspend our stupidity, that would be bad. All right? But outwork our stupidity, the bad decisions that we've made. Or on the other side of it is that we get significance from our work. And so, you know what? At work, they say, I'm this and I'm that and all this kind of stuff. Let me help you this. First of all, we've established this. God is the only one we're trying to please. Amen? But here's what I want want to tell you. It's a lot bigger deal when my wife thinks I'm the superhero or my kids think I'm the superhero. If they think I'm doing a good job. If they, if, 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 here's the deal. If, I, if, I, if, if, I look, if my, my wife thinks I'm a good husband and my, my kids think I'm a good dad, I'm ha- half the battle is done. But if I keep work, 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 and I'm, I'm just telling you from my perspective, because here's what I figured out. Uh, this is, uh, uh, somebody else told me this, but I know pastors, farmers, and there's somebody else, business owners, small business owners. I'm going to put you all in a category, okay? There is no clocking in and out, <laughs> Okay? There is no, hey, I put my eight hours in and then I'll come back, ne- come back tomorrow. Okay, Mark, where you at, buddy? Okay, there is no, yeah, stop it, <laughs> stop it. Like, if something goes down right now at the chicken house, Mark's going to be like, Danny, you leading? Okay, all right. It is what it is, okay? But sometimes what we can do, even if, even if we're not in that kind of role, we can, we can make work all about our identity, who we are, and we put work, and what, what happens is we work, you work, you work, and then you wonder why you get divorced, and you wonder why your kids don't want to talk to you, because you just kept on making money. And let me help you with this. Well, i got to provide for the family. I promise you, it's, well, let's just say this. There is a difference between providing for their needs and providing for all their wants. That's, that's two things, okay? Well, on the other side of it, too, is when it comes down to it, your kids are not going to think about all the great and wonderful. They may say it now. Let me just say this real quick. Uh, your kids are selfish right now, okay? <laughs> but, but, but later on in life, I promise you, they're not going to remember all the things you bought, you, they, you bought them. What they're going to remember is the time you spent with them. That's what they're going to remember. That's what they're going to remember. Their memories will not be like, oh, I love that Christmas when I got a brand new game system, okay? 20 years from now, that game system is not going to matter to them at all or shouldn't. Let me say that, <laughs> okay? But that quality time they spent with dad, that quality time they spent with mom, with mom that's going to make the difference, okay? So work's got to be where it is, okay? Now, you have to go to work. Say amen. amen. You have to go to work. And here's what, here, I had a boss one time tell me this. He said, we better love our work because we spend more time at work than we do with our own family. From the standpoint of time, that's true. That's reality, okay? And so when you're at work, be at work. That's great. We're going to talk about that. But when you're at home, here's the deal. And I've got, I'm, I'm preaching to myself. When you're at home, be at home. Be at home, okay? There are times that text message can wait. That email can wait. That phone call can wait, okay? And here's what I figured out too. 
we put on these things of, well, if I don't answer that, my boss will this or my boss will that or that project this or project that. And, and here's, what, here's the thing. We do all these things, and it's not reality. We just put that in our head. Here's, here's the thing. If, if, if you have that demanding of a boss that you have to be uh, at their beck and call 24-7, oh, I don't want to <laughs> you may want to look into a different employee. Employer, I'm sorry. Like, there is, there, is a, there is a balance. There is a line. There's a thing where you have to say, look, I gave you my time, okay, and now it's time for my family to get, get what they get, okay? And then finally, and I said this about ministry, okay, ministry is number five. Ministry is number five. Now, it's still on the list. It does make the list, okay? Because here's what, here's what ministry looks like. Ministry looks like it's not just about me. It's about somebody else. Okay, it's about somebody else. Now, some of that is from the standpoint of what God is calling you to do and all that kind of stuff. But when, when the ministry part of it is I don't come here just from the standpoint of just to worship God, just to, to please God, all that kind of stuff. I come here because I want to be an encouragement and help to somebody else. Does that make sense? Okay? Now, here's the big question. Here's the big question. Are you out of order? Are you out of order? Only you can decide that. And, and here's what I want to help you with. It's not about what you think in your mind or what you believe in your heart. It's about when you really look at what you do week in and week out, are you out of order? And if you are, and if you are, what are you going to do to get it back in order? What decisions do you have to make to get it back in order? Because here's where I figured out, and this is just me personally, okay? When I've gotten things out of order, when I've gotten things out of order, (laughs) when I've gotten anything out of order, every single one of them suffer. Maybe I need to explain that a little bit more, okay? When I get things out of order, all five of them suffer in some way, shape, or form, okay? And so that's what I'm trying to tell you is that, that you don't want all these, you want every single one of these are important things in your life. God, your spouse, your kids, slash family, your work, your ministry, all those things are important in your life, but you have to put them in order. And here's one, last thing I'll say, and then we'll be done. It's not about quantity of time. It's not about quantity of time, okay? There's a difference between quantity and quality. Everybody understand that? Quantity is the amount of time, Okay. Sometimes, sometimes there are things on here, we already expressed this, work sometimes takes more time from you. But we need to look at it in a different way. We need to look at it as how am I taking my time and what am I investing my time in? Because that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Because here's, here's what I want to help you with. You could, you could, you could okay, so uh, uh, it's about qua- quantity of time. So as soon as I get off at 5 o'clock or whatever like that, I'm going to go straight home. And then when you get home, you grab the remote, get something out of the fridge, put it on the recliner, and you're zoned out for the next four or five hours until you, all right? Well, I spent some time with my family. I spent some time with my spouse. No, you did. No, you were you were present, but you didn't invest. There is a difference. There is a difference. I mean, it, I, I don't know how long this is going to take me, but but I, I, that date was pretty good. Now I can't go on a date with my wife every single day. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah, we can't do that. Okay, all right. <laughs> it just won't work out financially. Okay, all right. Um, 
but I can't go on a date with her every, every day. But, but here's the deal. I need to make time to invest in my marriage. I need to take time to invest in my kids. Investing, and let me help with this too, investing in your kids is not just running around doing everything they want to do all the time. Invest that time in your kids. And, and, and the, the time you're at work, invest that time. And when you're in ministry, here's what we want to help you with ministry deal. Ministry is not just, I came up, I came here, I showed up, I did my job, and I left. How are you investing that time in your ministry? Does that make sense? Okay, let's everybody stand. Let's everybody stand. Ugh. <sighs>